0: minimum balance required.
1: It's unbelievable that all these months later, and we're still dealing with the fallout from the silly, silly, silly Bud Light decision. Today, we talk with Seth Weathers, who confronted it head on, came up with a product out of nowhere, super served his customers, and caused a hell of a ruckus while he did it. All that and more today on the Marketing Mad Men podcast.
2: They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to the marketing Madman with Nick Constantino and Trip Joe.
3: Happy Saturday, and welcome to the Marketing Madmen. Trip Joe and Nick Constantino here live from the Battery, and uh, boy, we got a doozy. You know, yeah. I think we 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 and we've had some great great debates. Actually, we just ran into Janelle King just a minute ago, and I think that was one of my all time where. You know, we had different um, points it. of it opinion. Good, it way. did. In no, but we had great points of opinion that day. And, and all we each had out. different perspective. And, and we all appreciated everyone else. Well, today, I think we're going to have different points of opinion, which I think is important. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those that, uh, well, I'll let you set it up yeah. a little bit more. I mean, it, this may be a little difficult for some.
1: Well, look, I mean the truth the truth be told, there's opportunity in div- in divide, always, right? Right? In this country we make our most money during recessions. That's why it's a grand reset yeah. where everyone re- redistributes money. And you know most businesses, most times in life, people are looking to capitalize on downturns or negativity to be positive. And that's yep. how capitalism works and that's how all wars are won. I mean, let's be honest, this yeah. is how life works. Um, and and in this instance, um, Mr. Seth Weathers of Ultra Right oh, Beer, conservative dads, ultra beer, saw the opportunity with Bud Light and, and the way these corporations were. And he yep. seized on it and capitalized on it. And we talked a lot about that. Um, he's very passionate and he's very he's very strong in his police, which comes through. Um, and it's important to air it in its entirety. And when when he left, the only thing I said was I'm going to air as in the entirety. Um, so, uh, you know, let's frame it a little bit. So. Obviously, Bud Light. We've talked in at length and how they botched it,
3: right? And everyone has an opinion on specifics, and, but they botched it. And at the end of the day, the part of Bud Light's problem is they didn't take a stand. They took every 360 degrees stand. Basically, they got they got uh, came back and and. Well, we're doing this, or no, we don't want to offend this, or now we were doing this. And basically they got everyone mad because at the end of the day there was no position.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Besides the ultimate fact, which I believe is it's just crap beer. Besides that <laughs> fact, the fact is you're right. They they pissed everybody off. They never said we were wrong. They just kept offending everybody right. more and more and more, almost like they were gonna ping pong off the wall and then eventually in the middle and everyone would be happy. Right. Okay. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. Okay. Yeah. There's no way to get to the
3: middle anymore. You're you're you are you are you're building divisiveness. Loyalty is driven. Consumer brands loyalty is driven by you understand what the brand's about. You you believe in it, or you believe in the product, maybe the quality of the product, or the taste, yes. or whatever. In this case, and I'm with you. I'm a craft beer drinker. I'm not a mainstream beer drinker, um, and I think that's what they they got away from is that yep. you know they they didn't really think about what their brand was about, and they tried to be all things to all people.
1: Yep, and they lacked a clear vision. Yeah, and. Seth Weathers has a clear vision of -hmm. what he wants this beer to be and who he is the little guy up against. Right. And he's
3: not going after 95% of the market, probably.
1: No. And I think in his head, he's probably going after 50% of the market. I mean, let's call it this way. You have 50% Democrat, 50% Republican. He is going after, and there is a growing issue with corporations and the Mm anti-establishment. And honestly, I am all for it. I am a capitalist at its core, but I also understand the hypocrisy of our healthcare industry, of oil of all of these industries which we have allowed to run have free rate and do what they do you know i was thinking about it today how is sports betting legal and i get it but like if you're supposed to say the people it has to be a game of pure luck then how are the casinos allowed to bring so many odds and that makes it so in their favor so you're saying you're letting the people who are putting their money up Automatically at a disadvantage for somebody else, and those people out to profit and capitalize. How is that? How I get, I just hey, I don't the whole, the
3: whole deal of professional sports embedding. betting. We could go for weeks on but that. I mean, because
1: it's hypocrisy all over. What I believe is if I have a 50 50 chance of losing my money, so should the person that I'm yeah. putting my money against. Yeah, but that's not the case. They right. are reading those money lines to go so. I, the David versus Goliath, I get all that stuff. And honestly, what, what Seth did was he saw an opportunity. He saw there were a bunch of people that didn't like where this country was going, and they didn't like the corporations that they believed were leading there. So he went and he created his own beer. So his brand is
3: about the values. He's, going, he's dads, going after people that have a right value. Beer.
1: Right. He's going after Trump supporters, anybody that that is behind... We want to take back the, the control for our kids. We don't like what they're talking about right. in schools. He, he wrapped these all together yeah. and created a boogeyman,
3: if you will, which is smart right. business. Right. And if someone, you know, from the other side says, well, I don't like what he's doing or whatever, fine. You don't have to buy it. He's don't not forcing any. Right. I mean, that's, ultimately, that's the choice we all have to make. It's not, you're not being forced on this. And it's for those who choose to buy something based on their emotional beliefs or values. Right. If you don't like the way that target does business don't shop there yeah.
1: don't buy, boy, boy not shopping there is enough boycotting you right. don't need to do more you don't need to go vocal with it just don't go there yeah. if you don't like bud light don't drink bud light right. no one is shoving it down your throat yeah. right because you know the irony of course and and i'm i'm a hypocrite to some extent yeah. like no absolutely not i'm not going and buying bud light but if I get one for free, I'm drinking it yeah. because I'm not going to pay for something else. Because that's to your break. value. That's yeah, what yeah, you value. value proposition. Who right. cares? I mean, for the first time, we were at an event at a Hooters golf tournament, and there was a White Claw. I've never even had White Claw before. Yeah. Six free White Claws. Yeah. Far be yeah. it for yeah. me to say no. What? Well, who would do that? But anyway, yeah. <clears throat> so you know, I think as we go into a political year, I think it's going to get worse. The good news, yeah. personally, I am a big a big yin-yang, balance out to zero, regress to the mean, I think we're gonna see the worst of the worst happen, and then it's gonna start Oof. easing back to getting better. I cannot imagine a more divisive way. I, I don't think we have the people that are there to bring us together. I don't think that the middle wants to be brought together, but I think yeah. slowly but surely, whether it being sheer exhaustion, whether it be a recession, whatever the case may come, more war, I think slowly but surely we're gonna start to come back together and realize that what we talk about and what we want is not that different.
3: Well, I I think, so here's an interesting point and get your opinion, because we'll we'll get into this. I think more and more of what we hear today and sets off these outbursts or the, uh, the rhetoric back and forth is the radical minorities now that can be across any segment? Yeah, the hey, right, not the top But, of the but, bell but that, the but that's what starts to create whether it's you know in politics, whether yep. it's in uh, professional business, even you know our own personal lives. And I think um, we, we're unfortunately social media and other things we're spending so much time trumpeting and um, pushing the voices of these radical minorities, and again, both sides or three sides of the coin, whatever you want to call it, unfortunately, I think society would probably like to get away and get back to the middle, but I think we're amplifying it.
1: Yeah. So, two thoughts. One is, is that, and while I completely, completely, completely agree with you, I also believe giving them a voice is better than repressing a voice, because when it becomes repressed, it becomes an underground movement. And I think that's way scarier, all the time. I think in every I, revolution, I revolt, but- If you know the psychology of social media, it exists to manifest the negative over the positive because as human beings, our brains are more naturally attracted to negative outcomes than positive outcomes. So this is limbic part of your brain. If you're running around, you are more likely to run away from a bear than you are to rub yourself up against a tree and get a nice, your your brains work more around the negative and social media is meant to manifest those things.
3: Exactly, and I think human nature a lot of times is we always want to make the last point and I think I you, talking to each other, I mean, but, but exactly. But. but I mean, I think where you're going is, I agree. We should let these opinions get out. Unfortunately, I think sometimes we stir it up, and everyone wants to just add one more point. Where some of them, if you would just, kind of in the old days, you're let right. it, let the dog lie. You're saying it we. Dies. You're saying we.
1: we. We is the social media media mechanism yes. that is making money off preying upon the weakness and gathering people together. Right. Right. So no matter what you think about religion since the dawn of time, wars have been fought over religion. Yeah. Wars have been fought about implementing and putting power and power over power and control. Politics is almost power no and economic so so and religion. It, so when we, I think we, the people, would rather sit down and have a beer together and agree yes. on things than fight. But I think our our surrounding mechanism around us is making the divide greater than it really is.
3: Hey, at times, look, I believe the media does this because it creates better media and it creates more more content and more advertising and everything else. Yeah. I mean, if I mean he, he, it right feeds, now, it feeds over, the engine, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I hate to say it, but that's part. We are part of the problem.
1: And and the truth is, is that if you know that and you look at it as entertainment and what it is, as a way to take then I'm fine with it. Again, yeah. I'm fine with it. It's no different than watching the morons on the Jersey Shore go to the beach, get hammered <laughs> drunk and punch each other in the face. I mean, it's, it's just mindless. If you look at it that way, when you start really rallying behind it and having this as this big cause, I think we get a little lost in it. So back to the beer. So what Seth did a really good job of, he found an opportunity. He would had a lot of roadblocks along the way. A lot of people, because of what he was trying to do, were trying to shut him down. That I don't agree with. Right. I do not agree with the fact that this YouTube channel for extra one six three was censored because we were talking about Trump. I don't believe in that. I don't know who's no. allowed to be doing this censorship. Every person it should be fair. Whether the whatever the beer is called, we should be have the fair chance of getting it made and published and, and produced under the same the same thing. So yeah. he took an unfair disadvantage, used it in his favor, put the beer out, and he is succeeding with it. You know, who knows how big it's gonna get? Who knows where it's gonna go? I think the industry <coughs> itself, the beer industry, is on its way down. So right. who who knows?
3: But and, and if certain distributors don't want to take it, that's fine, as and long as as long as he's not in a state or some other spot that says no, you cannot for political or opinion reasons. But again, it, it, it's 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 a shtick. You right. see it, it's campy. Like,
1: yeah. if you believe this is unified behind politics, a beer, like, you're crazy, come yeah. on. Like, and you could tell, it almost is a mockery. He said, I read a review, he put one with, like, a silhouette of Trump on one beer, it was a special edition, right? He had to put in small letters. This is not affiliated with a political party in right. any way. I mean, come on, is Trump really slapping his face in a beer? Uh, if he was, he would be bombastically screaming about it, because that's who
3: he is. Hey, I remember growing up, my dad came home with Billy Beer. I mean, that was one of the first, So, it has happened in the past, Billy Beer... Right? right in but the seventies. Yeah.
1: The way you said it is best. If you don't like it, don't drink yeah. it. If you don't like what you're hearing, don't listen to it. No one's shoving right. this stuff down your throat. But don't we don't. Be there. But we
3: don't need to censor. We don't need to and have ha- government re- regulations that don't allow someone to have a uh, a product for sale in commerce because of political opinion.
1: And hence. I believe it is our obligation to air all of these, and I yep. I, I right. to air it in entirety. So right, so uh, and, and, seven, and, and, there's, some, there's some there's some curses, there's some curses. yeah, yeah So just beats, a fair warning. You hear some beats, fair warning. If, yeah, if, but if, but if he, you will get his passion for it, and I think most people will agree. It takes a lot. Of cojones to go start a, uh, something like this and to go and go believe should, to take your politics because yeah. he has been death threats he has been a target right. so many times and I commend him for going to, for having the gumption to go do
3: this yeah so hopefully my takeaway will be you know if if you do listen um, that's your choice um, that you take you know what are the challenges how did he overcome those challenges what are the things he faced um, from a personal opinion you know. Take your own opinion into it. We're going to do it as free speech. And so when we come back from the break, you will get a chance to listen to this with Nick and um, Seth uh, Seth Weather. So you've been listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. We'll be right back.
0: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? How?
1: Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Marketing Mad Men. Nick Constantino here. Uh, Trip is out today, so we're going to have a fun conversation about beer in his honor. All right. So I'm sitting here with Seth Weathers, who is the founder and CEO of Conservative Dad's Ultra Ripe Beer. Suck all that in. Did you guys hear it? Conservative Dad's Ultra Ripe Beer. Seth, how you doing, bud? I'm good. How about yourself? I really can't complain, man. It is Saturday. It is time for a beer conversation, so let's do this. Um, so let's start, before we get to your product, let's talk about how we got here. So we got. you can't get here without talking about the Bud Light debacle. Um, so how how do you think things went so wrong for Bud Light?
2: They put a bunch of people in a marketing department in Manhattan that have no concept of America. Their parents paid for their college. They've never had to work a day in their life outside of their corporate cushy gig. In Manhattan, and they let these idiots do marketing for all of America, which is just absolutely hilarious to even think about. And it just shows you how the corporations now we're in a rough spot. Yeah, and and it's it's incredible how not only did they screw up, they just doubled down on screwing up, and have continued to double down on screwing up.
1: Yeah, and I wonder, so we talked about this. We had an episode about this with Carlos Medina, actually. Like, was it the agency? Because, you know, I mean, when the, the bigger the corporation gets, the more bureaucracy there is. This agencies. was in-house. That that makes it that makes it so much so much more ridiculous. Far worse. Yeah, yeah, and it, I agree. I think that one of the problems is, is that first of all, as a New Yorker, we don't think anywhere else in the world exists. We think yep. it's New York, and the it stops there. Like yeah. once you leave, and not even upstate isn't even. Let's not even close that. It's like the city world. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's all that matters. Nothing else matters. So, but at the same time, like Bud Light is not a New York City drink. It is not Absolutely a Manhattan drink. Not. It is a cowboy, and in the South, and in the boonies part of, part of this country, is who drinks Bud Light. So I wonder why when we did what did did drink drink Bud Bud Light Light. that I agree with because I have not seen one Uh, and and you know for some context they were a heavy marketer they've actually pulled out marketing because they finally agreed like oh my god we have destroyed this so bad we just got to stop talking which I swear to god I wish they did in the first place and I think there's a lot that goes into what went wrong but at some point it could have been fixed so easily and in the old day they were just like we
2: fired that person this is dumb shit we're not gonna do it whatever yeah and we're moving on but Instead, they're so afraid of .0000001% of the American population, they're scared to death of this group of individuals that they, they couldn't say anything, and they had to double down. And that's really weird to me.
1: Yeah, it's like very
2: it's, weird. If there's 0.0000% of any population that has any problem with my company, I'm going to say F them yeah. and and do what I want to do. Yeah, I don't know why you'd be that afraid.
1: Well, and I think that it, it sometimes it's just a genuine, real apology and say, hey, we screwed up, my bad, and then pull it out and then stop. They People would loved it. They kept talking. Well, they let I mean, the story they, get wild. I think they
2: could have even done a whole different thing. They could have fired the person and said, this is not what I ran. And they would have, all the people they lost, they would have gained people. I agree. They I agree. They would have, have gained people. this around. But
1: you know that that decision was not one person's decision. You know that that also shows that you don't have anyone looking over anyone's shoulders. So you're setting yourself up for other problems. Like, right, look, if I make a decision in this company, in this radio station, there's one person at least I have to answer to, mm-hmm. right? You should not be able to make decisions on the, the level they did with just being that one person accountable. So you're right. One person could have been fired, but that would have really ended it. Would that have really changed the behavior? Probably not. No, all these corporations still hate the average American, and
2: they look down <laughs> on us. They think we're a bunch of dumb hicks and everything. else. I, I, I and that's exactly the way they treat us. And they think, oh, we're going to do this market, it'll be funny for these dumb rednecks. They'll buy our shit, but that's that's the way they
1: view us. And and honestly, like this country has changed so quickly where the South specifically is the cultural hub of this country. And like it is unbelievable that that is still treated that way. And I think it's going to change pretty drastically, pretty quickly. And if you look, the marketing and the music and all of the cultural things are starting to shift. Now, will they ever let that happen in New York? Probably not. Will LA and California, will they believe that that's the case? Probably not. No. But you know what? You know who's here now? All the people who left LA, New York, and uh, thats they're all here now. So eventually it's going to happen anyway. So that's I agree with point. that. And I think that, you know, Let's talk about it this way. I think that as bad as this was, I don't think this was a Bud Light issue. I think this was a straw that broke the camel's back issue where there was a lot of buildup that led to this and this got scapegoated. Look, there are a lot of companies who It was go, pretty damn bad. It, it was pretty damn bad.
2: But it, I do think that you're right. There's a buildup. There's people are they see this stuff all over the place and it just gets tiring! You're sick of going in Target, and and you've got these people wearing their masks, picking out their favorite tranny outfit for their three year old. Like this is just stupid. Yeah. It's just stupid. I don't care who you are. It's yeah. stupid.
1: Yeah, there's a difference between freedom of expression and being things pushed on you. Yeah, there's I mean, a difference between. People- well, it's just it's it's,
2: it's it's effing weird too. Like yeah. it's the country well, you got these school boards, which I would love to talk about that. It, it ties into our what we're doing in our company at some point. You got these school boards with these freaks of nature, and I I absolutely they're freaks of nature nature, blue-haired, woke nuts yeah. that are wanting to give porno books to five-year-olds. Yeah. And that sounds insane. I, I want to point out that I know how insane it sounds yeah. to say that there's school boards trying to give five-year-olds porn books. But you're saying that but they've they allowed really it really do. It's been enabled to be no, that way. No, it's not enabled. They're pushing it. That has been their goal. They fight. This is their existence. Go to these school board meetings. They're fighting to maintain porno, graphic porno books for little kids. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like that's that's just weird. Yeah, and I think again, look, I think, and that, people are sick of that. And then Bud White comes along with this shit, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm done.
1: Yeah, I'm done." Well, I think again, that's the add up. That's it what was, I said. It it's it's, can, co- yeah, it's culminated. Right. There was a things, catalyst yeah, for all for all of, all of this. And you're looking
2: around, you wonder why the hell are these school board teachers talking about this shit? Yes. What what's, yeah, the, what's, I what's the prerogative here? I, I don't know, why? and I don't. It's weird. I don't understand And
1: Let me say my two cents about this because I think it's really important. We are so bad at reading and math and the simple things in this country. <laughs> no. How do we have extra time to, ta- to talk about these things? We don't. So we, we're failing in every level when it comes take, to education. Let's take the politics out of it. I profoundly believe no that we have done a bad job of setting our kids up to succeed. We don't teach Credit scores, India's or how to balance a budget. Ass. We don't we don't teach any of that stuff. Yes. Kids come out so, and it, you know what they do? They probably become the marketing directors at these corporations. One but percent. that is the problem. Yep. So I will say that without all of the agendas and all that, how about we go back to teaching and putting kids in a position to succeed? Because this country doesn't run without those people who eventually will either start businesses or be. We can't all be cogs in the machine. And I do believe that it's not the government. I believe it is the corporations that want cogs in the machine. They want yes. mindless people the to just both. buy their things. Yeah. Yeah. to buy their things. Well, uh, yeah, I agree. But you got the
2: the problem is you've got these weirdos on school boards that think it's more important to teach oh. a ten year old how to give a proper blowjob than agree. it is to teach, like you said, credit scores and things that actually matter. I agree. And I, I know agree. this is a weird conversation. It's, not, now, a weird and it's conversation. not something that you would like. Fifteen years ago, someone told me, oh, this is you know, someone came around saying these things, I'd say you're you're crazy. Yeah. But you go look into it, and you're like, this is just weird. What the hell's going on? Yeah. And I, and it's and it's led to us being in the position that we're in now and I guess having the microphone that we have now because yeah. people are, there's a lot of people like us, maybe they're a little afraid to come on and say the kinds of no, things no, I'll I say because they don't want to lose their I don't job. Think it,
1: I don't think it's a matter of being afraid. I think that whenever you have, I wish that there was more of a voice yeah. for everybody because when you don't have a voice, you just repress it and you bring it down and whenever it's underground, it's a thousand times worse. So sure. I believe there's open conversation. Well,
2: backlash, believe- a.k.a. what happened with Bud Light, but, which but, kind of but, what you were saying. But look,
1: I also believe that the agenda is being driven by the wrong people. So, so Vivek Ramaswamy, I was listening to a podcast that he did and one of the things he said was the reason this is all happening is because the corporations and BlackRock all these are beholden yes. to the state of California who buys the pension who are leading these mandates to D-E-I. do all of these things yeah. so it becomes back to it becomes a political object of a state who is not on the same page with the rest of the country and which is dividing our country which is the opposite of what should be happening so I believe that everything that you are saying is happening and I believe that the, the, you only see though the little ones that are the worst cases I believe I believe that most teachers, if you look at the population no, as a whole, most teachers. I'm not saying they're smarter. So I believe that their intention, they believe their intention is good. I believe that when I go to my kids' school, now look, my kids are in private schools. I'm lucky enough to put them in private schools. They are putting their, they are doing their best to put them, their kids in a position in which they will succeed.
2: See, I, I don't, I don't believe this with public schools, and this is going to be where it get, becomes a little unpopular, even among my own Republican base. That's okay. So I, th- I think that a lot of it, maybe the intentions of the teachers. Uh, how do I word this? Yeah, maybe they have good intentions in their mind, but their good intentions is to undo everything the parents espouse to their own children. I, so I, I, I don't buy the thing. And like well, most of these teachers, they're morbidly obese individuals clogging through life. Oh, that's upsetting. Yeah, they're bad examples to the kids. I, when, I, I when that, when that you I can agree. hardly
1: walk down the damn hall because so, you're so morbidly you, so obese. So how do you fix that? You
2: get your kids out of public
1: school. Okay, one thing, but the other one and is you pay you pay, over, you you pay flip more school boards. You pay more for the teachers. No one wants to pay more in taxes. Mm. So how would you? What, what would you? We're paying people? these people a lot
2: of money to not work summers. This is very unpopular stuff to say. No, I'm I, well no, aware I of that. I don't disagree. I just but like I, I want the solution. Uh, what, it, what do we do to fix it? You know, it? Uh, I might lose the brand over this one, but um, paying. I don't think paying them more. I, I think teachers, good teachers, get. I'd be thrilled for them to be paid more. Yeah. I don't see a lot of the good teachers. I see a lot of, as you said, good intentioned individuals. Waddling around yeah. the hall. But isn't
1: that probably most companies? Most companies have good employees and bad employees and the good Not ones conservative dads, ultra
2: right beer. They're yeah. all good employees, yeah. okay?
1: <laughs> well, look, be your biggest cheerleader, man. So we <laughs> went on we have we been on such a tangent, which I love because this is what we're we supposed did. to do. So I got in trouble with teachers, I got in oh, trouble but, with a lot but, of people. But look, but look, th- these are all beliefs that led you to start this business. So let's let's talk a little bit about it, okay? So let's talk about how these corporations and the behavior that you see around you and the fear for your family, all these things have led you to make this form a revolt. And then we could talk a little bit more about the product, but it is, it's a revolt. It is a, I'm, a movement, I'm, yeah. I'm starting this because I, this is something I believe. So one in itself, that is brave. It takes balls to do it, but it also takes some strategy. So let's talk about, when did you get to your tipping point and why did you decide that creating this beer was what you had to do?
2: You know, I think it was, you know, know—the—you know when the whole Bud White controversy came out, you know, I remember saying like, God, it'd be great if I knew how to make a beer because this would be a great opportunity. And fun fact, I still don't know how to make beer, but I have people that do. Um, and so it kind of, like you said, that was the straw that broke the camel's back for a yeah. lot of people. And I, I knew that. And I've been waiting, I've, I've watched these cultural things and I've been waiting for the moment where people are finally saying, that's enough. I've had it. Yeah. And watching this, I just knew that was it. And I said, I got to figure out how to make beer. You okay. know, I'm allergic to beer, which okay. is kind of hilarious. I've, I've had in what? Just in had in celiac disease. Okay. Um, and so I did taste all the beers when we were coming up with the beer and everything and got sick for a few days to yeah, do that. I, had I had suffered to... for the people on that one. Yeah. Uh, I do like beer though. Uh, nonetheless, so I knew that this was this would be a cultural moment that could possibly get people's attention, Okay, and so I knew we could take from that and develop our own brand that fought against everything all these other big corporations do. All, all these Americans are out there buying beer. We're buying all kinds of products. We're buying all kinds of crap from communist China that got people in concentration camps, et cetera. But here at home, we're buying beer from companies that hate everything about us, and we're giving them money- to put more money into doing all the things we hate. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. all this school board stuff. Yeah. All these things are funded yeah. by these whatever, corporations. Whatever fits their agenda. Yes. Whatever fits their exactly. in their best interest.
1: It fits their agenda to keep rewarding people at the exactly. top. Exactly. Okay. So
2: why not create a brand that rewards and and goes and supports? Things that our actual customers support and believe, and so that's what we're doing. So every time you drink a Conservative Dad's ultra right beer, a portion of those sales are going back to the 1776 Project, as one example. And that organization is, I'm look, most PACs and politicians are a waste of your money, but I've watched this organization for years, and they've gone around, they're flipping school boards. So they're they're going out, they're flipping the you know blue haired weirdo that wants to give your kid porno, and they're
1: replacing them with your like local maga mom. Okay. Uh, which I find great. Which is a call to action. It's real action. It's not 30,000 yes. foot. It's street level exactly. action. So
2: this is like the money's going to, I'm seeing change happen. You know, they flipped, th- I think, three school board members in Cherokee County where you wow. would never expect yeah. a little But, 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 but these but, things run nonpartisan a lot of times and people don't know what they're voting
1: for. But we believe in the same thing, that I'm done with 30,000 foot. I don't need your aerial attack. I need the ground game. What are you exactly. doing to execute? I need and the ground there's game. There's nothing more effective that I've
2: found than for the bang for the buck than school boards. Yeah. And eventually we want to focus on DAs, yeah, judges, things yeah. like that that a lot of people don't pay attention to. But George Soros has paid a lot of attention to, as have others.
1: I think that COVID forced communities to get smaller and people yeah. to be more concerned with what's going on around them. And I think that if you look at change, I think change starts with mayors and city council members before it's going to ever get to yeah. state but, governors. But, and.
2: But school boards, judges, and DAs are particularly important. You know, you look at the guy... That you know stomped to death the kid on a basketball court, and I think I, I don't remember what his sentence yeah, was, yeah, but yeah. it's it extremely lenient. It wasn't yeah. life in prison, it wasn't the death penalty, because of the DAs
1: that are cutting deals with these people, right?
2: And solicitors, and yeah. But and again, judges. like you said,
1: street level. All right, so we got yes. we got all of that. So we have the reason you did it. So why did you pick beer? And then what was the process like? That that's just just an idea. You know, did you get investors? How did you get on the call, phone calls? Did you find a distributor? Like, do, who, how did you do all this stuff? Let's lay this out. Uh, well, we did the opposite of what everyone told us to do. Okay, that's and that start. And that
2: seems to have been effective so far. We'll see how it works in the long run. Um, so, again, the beer thing happened because I knew this was a moment. I figured this was a moment that people would finally say, enough. I'm going to go buy from a company that supports my values. Yep. I just want a great American beer. And yep. we want to be the best beer company there is, but we're we are also a movement. Um, and as to the – we did it as a pre-order. We had a conversation and, and a deal with a, a brewery in Illinois. Okay. That was going to produce our first batch. I don't think they understood. I was like, guys, this would be a
1: lot of beer. And yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, they, quite, didn't, they didn't feel the movement. They didn't feel that the movement. I don't think they understood coming. what yeah. was coming.
2: Yeah. They're little bitches, by the way. Um, and so when it came out, we put out our commercial, which was, if you can go watch it. I think on my Twitter alone, it's got almost 50 million views. Yeah. over the course of all platforms and news, it's somewhere around 100 million views. Yeah. It cost us 600 bucks to make. Yeah. Um, that's so a movement. That, that's a, that's a, it's a good bang for the buck. Um, the, Brewery in Illinois that was going to produce it for us. Again, it was a pre-order. The brewery in Illinois got you know a few calls from Newsweek like, "Are you going to make this bigoted beer for this awful man and conservative man in Georgia?" And that's when they proved they're little bitches. You're going to have to cut that. But people can guess what I said. Um, and and they you know they they said, "Oh, we didn't know about that. They'd seen the commercial. I have all the stuff. They're just liars." Uh, Which is. Yeah, weak people are the real problem.
1: Yeah, and it's, and it's a shame too because and they, so they they on they'd the love way, to cash that check, this, but all this of a would have
2: changed their lives and their company. Yeah. So I'm thrilled that it didn't happen with them. And so we had to go scramble, find a new brewery. So we, you know, that put us behind yep. a little bit on the eight ball. But we, we've, we've been able to find the ability to produce all the beer you could ever imagine, or producing it by the truckload now, and with a great partner. Good. and so that it was, it was an exciting start and, you know of course people said you'll never get find a brewery because brew. everyone every every liberal rag in the world came out and tried to scare off any brewer from doing it. you got Newsweek writing all the articles about you know what company's going to do this who who would ever venture into doing the, you know this beer but and this I'm must
1: like, have thrusted you into the spotlight to an extent too because that's yes. an, it's an association of you I mean look calling it ultra right beers nobody's effing business yep. so this is an extension now this is an attack on you almost which oh is, I, I had death threats you know I yeah, had people send me pictures of my house it's crazy um Because you are trying to, to share the values in which you believe in and use a product to, to magnify those Correct. things. Correct. And by the way, I've never threatened anyone at Bud Light. I've never yeah. threatened anyone anywhere yeah. about anything. So
2: yeah. it's just, it's a different philosophy, you know? Um, I'm going to take our money and do what it with it we want. You do your thing. And I think that's the way it should be. Um, but these people have gotten a little too militant, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, um, it just doesn't make any sense because America is supposed to be out freedom and all you're doing is expressing beliefs you have. You're not imposing them on somebody else. Exactly. You're not shoving it and making somebody exactly. drink it. You were just saying- I'm a big
2: believer. I, you're 18 do your thing yeah just don't bother me
1: yeah yeah I agree with i'm that. real real I simple agree. i that. agree
2: i agree with that all uh, right so cut your dick off go for it
1: let's 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 talk about this so let's talk about um i believe that the trend was already going downward we yes. know this the trend for those american made. Ba- well sorry <laughs> those american style beers because none of these beers are made in america they have um, not been they've not the been conservative
2: dad's ultra right beer is 100% made in the
1: america. Big, america the Even big guys cans. have not so for those yes. that don't know inbev is is owned by a Belgian company, Sab Miller with South African brewing. These they're so conglomerated all over the world that it's insane that we think that these are the American beers and these values <laughs> we have. But let's put that aside. But the trend was going downward. I believe the trend was going downward for two reasons. One is the beer does not taste good. When Bud Light started using rice because it is easier to get rice than anything else, that was the downfall of all this. Who wants rice in their beer? That's you can't tell me this how you changed how you were making something that you're pretending to be this American value tradition. That that's when this all started going wrong. So I believe this... Exacerbated a trend going down. So you came in, made a beer in the style of how they were making it. How did you pick the kind of beer you want to make? Because I do know that it is not easy to make a light beer. That if you're like a home brewer, you make a dark beer because it hides all the impurities. Yeah. Making a light beer is actually much harder. How did you make the beer, and how did you pick the flavor profile and everything?
2: So we went through. You know, I worked with a great recipe guy that's been brewing beer for decades and really knows this stuff. And so you know, it, it involved trying you know a bunch of different things and saying, hey, somewhere in between this, somewhere yep. in between that. So I wanted to go with something that is. The most drinkable beer. Meaning, I wanted something that everyone would drink, and okay. so I wanted a classic American lager. Okay, and that's what we came up with. Okay. So technically, it's not a true light beer, right? Uh, but it's a light lager on yeah. the lighter side. So if you drink a light beer, you'll probably like this. Yeah. If you drink a full lager, you'll probably like I, this. I, which I, kind I, of the, I
1: liked it because you know one of the things you. So I'm, I'm not going to sound snobby here, but you're supposed to taste beer at different levels on the palate, back. of the, It's supposed to have different tastes, and it does. His if you New drink, York is coming out right now. If you drink Miller Lite, it tastes the same the entire process. Yeah, like, I no agree. matter what I you agree. drink, it you don't taste the hops and the balance. Right. To make a good lager, it's got to have different tastes and hit you differently. And that's why you tend to eat it with food because it tastes yep. differently. So it, you you taste you taste the beer, which is an important part of all this. I agree. Right. You taste the beer, and I think again, you know, what happens when you don't drink Bud Light? What happens when someone has their first Stella or like a beer that's really been brewed yeah. the same way for 500 beer. years? What do you think you're going to do? You're not throwing butt Light away, but you're throwing it away because you're like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I was doing this yeah. this whole time. Yeah. So, so, all right, so let's let's fast forward now. You're in bars. You're in restaurants. You have your orders coming in. So where is the most demand coming from? Is it obviously red states? Where is the demand coming from? What age? Give me an idea who the audience is.
2: Our audience is kind of wild. It was funny. I was talking to a distributor on the way down here this morning, and we were, and we were both kind of like, you know, it's kind of hard to, to target this because – it's funny we have like the Country Club Republican. Yeah. And then we have the very rural, uh conservative independent type person it. But they both
1: believe that they are trying to exp- they're trying to show their values yeah. by the product in which they drink. Correct. And is a okay. And one thing that's funny
2: I've I've talked to some bars that sell it and even restaurants that, you know, a lot of times, you know, you would get your get your can they're going to pour it into a glass for you. But they have people like getting upset, saying stop because they want to have the can because they want to have yep, that symbolism, surely, of course, sitting on their table, sitting on the bar in front. Of They course. want people to know I'm drinking beer out of this red, white, and blue ultra dad, uh, conservative dad's ultra right beer. And,
1: and that's and, how things spread, though, because if yes. you have that, then all of a sudden that's the advertisement. Exactly, you not traditional forms of advertising because the can becomes the advertisement. Exactly,
2: we will not be changing that can design. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it, I guess that, that you know it is a little bit of a cultural thing for sure. Um, and I forgot your question. I got
1: sorry. I how know, many states it. you in? What bars versus yep. are they buying it in, in, in? grocery stores and see how's the how's the yep. how's so, it getting out there?
2: So we've only been in business five months, and that includes the first month of being canceled by our, our initial yeah, brewery. So, but in that amount of time, we've the amount of distribution we've gotten is almost it's impossible according to everyone. When I got into this industry, industry. To not, not to mention everyone told me yep. you're, you're never even going to get distribution. Yep. dude. no one's going to give you a brand that has no anything. Yeah, distribution. I mean, we've got better distribution than these brands that have been trying to do it now for yeah. 10, 20 years. I believe it because they're
1: all doing the same thing. They yeah. don't have a selling proposition. They're all doing the same thing. They don't have the foresight to see that there's got to be the movement behind it. I get it. They don't have the merchandise. They, they, they don't, don't have the merchandise.
2: They don't get it. You know, it's like, well, Lucky Joe's one eyed floppy eared dogs you know, brew that with, you know, with a hint of the mist over the Sierras with a deep right. chocolate roast. Right. Like, no one gives a shit. No right. one's going to drink that. Right. Right. And They're all saying the same thing. They're all saying their here. own whimsical story. It yeah, doesn't no, matter. You're stupid. all saying the same thing. It's stupid. Yeah. Um so anyway, so it's 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 the distribution is, you know, like you said, bars, restaurants, uh stores, we're all over so we're in multiple states. We're statewide Georgia, statewide Arkansas. Uh you know, you mentioned only uh red state. It's odd. So we just signed statewide in Colorado. Okay. Which maybe, you know, it's a technically a blue or well, blue Denver's state, blue. The or rest of that state is, is, yeah, is a lot as, of as population. red as it comes. Yeah, yeah, I did know that, notice it was going to go into some. But rodeo most states
1: events. are like that. Let's be clear: like upstate New York is not very blue. Like upstate no, New no, York, no, it's red it, as it mo- mo- can be. Most of the Absolutely, country, yeah. just by the city proximity is yes. blue, and then you go out and it's red. And I think I would imagine that the further you go away, one, it's harder to New market cities. there. It, the further away, it's harder to market because it's there's not a centralized point of anything, but it spreads a lot farther out there, and you have a lot more people who are going yeah. to a store to buy a six pack to drink that night than you probably do in a city. I would Absolutely. imagine that that's the case. So is that the target? Those rural, those those what are it's, they called? Again, we
2: again we're hitting you know, it's it's funny. Uh we hit you know, in, in Johns Creek we're in quite a few restaurants that's where I live, so yeah. you can imagine it's my backyard. Uh but it's it's funny that, you know, the amount of bars and restaurants and how successful it is in a place like that, which is, you know, technically blue now. I think it could go back, but who knows? Um and so it is it is a little bit all over the place. Yeah. You know, and, and again, think about it, if if you're at a place maybe you're you're a conservative, and you're in an area that's technically blue, but maybe it's 55, 45. Right. Well, forty-five more percent important to show of a lot value. of people. Exactly. That's you might more be more to inclined show. to hey, I'm because I'm, now you're the underdog. Yeah. And you want to have that red, white, and blue can and show that you're on the other side. Yeah. So it is an interesting. You know, it is interesting where it does really well. Um, Arkansas, we're crushing it there. Uh, we're about to go in next week. We go into, I'd say we go into Tennessee, but it, it'll take a few weeks to actually get on hit the shelves. We're going into Tennessee. Good. Uh, Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, that's that's all that, that's all. Awesome. Uh, what I, what Virginia. I'm envisioning in my head right now is a stare down moment between someone drinking a Bud Light and <laughs> someone drinking at a table and just that moment of because it is It would maybe
2: happen, but I don't know that there's ever anyone drinking a Bud Light at a table. That's true. But that it makes fun. it hard. All right. Fun.
1: Well you've been listening to the Marketing Mad Men and we'll be right back. back to the marketing madmen on Extra 1063 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing madman on Extra 106.3. So we've been having a conversation about a lot of things. We've been talking uh, wokeness. We've been talking blue hair. We've been talking drinking ultra right beer. We've been talking how most of these beers were never really ma- made in America in the first place. So we're going to finish up now with how we take something that you believe in personally, politically, emotionally, and turn that into a product and how you market it. Because I think it's important, right? There's a lot of people that believe in causes, that believe in movements. Very few of them take it, put it into the, a product, and then go out there and try to sell it. So what advice do you have, one? to yourself what did you learn now that you would have changed maybe in April and what advice do you have people who really strongly believe in something and want to take a tangible stand against it oh god I don't know that if I knew now if I knew then what I know now I don't know that I would have even
2: tried this because this is evidently an impossible feat so from what I uh, told you and so yeah well honestly my naivety was my it was my biggest weakness and my best asset into this because I yeah. went into this industry knowing literally nothing about it so much so that we I question things about, well, why? And they say, well, you don't do that. We don't do that in the beer yeah, industry. Why? I'm like, well, now we do. Is there a law against it? And they're like, well, no. Then, okay, then now we do it. Um, and so I think it's just go with your gut. Don't don't censor yourself. Yep. Because so many people do that. And I think it's part of why our, our product is as successful as it is, is – it's a it's a way of people uncensoring themselves in a way and saying hey you know what yeah this is what I believe and sure. I'm not ashamed of it and I am gonna sit out at a bar and hold up the can proudly and, and drink this and so I think it's yeah don't hold yourself back sure don't try to become what everyone else is because
1: you're gonna fail well and look you are you're it's first of all it's clever. Right? What you did was clever, and that's an important part. That you're not shoving any belief down someone's throat. No. There are plenty of conservative dads in this world. In fact, I would bet most dads are yeah. conservative about their children, about how they're upraising, yep. about what they want people to see. And then you're talking about an ultra right beer. Like what, what does that even mean? You're not saying yeah. like yeah, Demo- liber- liberal tears. You're yeah, not dumb- saying liberal tears. Right. Like you're not say you're you're it is it's tongue in cheek. It's clever. Yeah. So anyone that gets angry at that by themselves is just, it's no just sense crazy. Of humor. It's just yeah, crazy. No it's just crazy. There have been way dumber, way more innuendo, way more things out there that people should got concerned with this should not be one of them and what it's booze it's supposed yeah. to be fun it's supposed to but be that's
2: that's on the word so if you look at a lot of these corporations and they're all doing it they're all just is everything gets dumbed down everything gets bland there's there's no there's nothing to be excited yeah. like commercials are boring
1: as shit now. You will go to the Super Bowl commercials, which used to be fun to watch. Now I'm like, this yeah, is just you know stupid. I, can, I can tell you why though. To so one of the reason corporations. Is that, well, we are we are leading all of our marketing with data. No one is actually gross. putting creativity Absolutely or gross. thought in anything. Exactly. Everything is a data point. And let me tell you, if you think data is going to make an emotional connection, you're out of your freaking mind. You're, you're, you're speaking my language. Create an emotional connection. The best ads were something that you're like, that's pretty cool. You're not thinking the data points or anything. You're feeling an emotional connection and that is where Bud Light went wrong. They believed That their opportunity to grow was in a subset of a small market that has no growth potential. I'm not not criticizing. I'm saying by actual percentage of population, it was so small that they took a non existent. They took an uncalculated risk on a non-existent marketplace. For what reason? I would love to have been a fly in the room. That is the problem. Mm -hmm. And they're doing that because some dummy with some shit degree went in with a data point and said that's how we're going to make how we're going to make this. And it probably wasn't even marketing. They don't teach that. It's probably data analysis. Yeah. Who's somebody who doesn't even know what they're talking about? Well, these guys are pushing. Well, the. Those Kids are also pushing
2: their agenda and their beliefs. They're like everyone sitting around the Manhattan bar that they go to is like, Wow, it's really bold and brave of you to take that stand. And they're like uh, patting each other on the back and you know making each other feel great about stuff. So yeah. there, there's
1: a lot of that, but so, no, that's why it's so boring. That's why marketing is so boring. Well, if you go back
2: and look at the beer ads of the 80s and oh, 90s. It, it was, what the uh, hell? Uh, they would all be canceled uh, now, which oh, by the way, everything. there's no company doing everything. that, Dude, now do you, except for conservative adults. Right,
1: Pepsi had oh, man. Ray Charles with like six hot chicks <laughs> on his arms. <laughs> Like, just going like this? I mean, and but you can't you, – I, I agree. And look, here here's how I want to – Well, it's edit. coming back, by the way. That's we got some ask. commercials
2: being made That's what I that ask. are going to be great. That's
1: what I want to <laughs> ask. Look, we are at a point now where I don't think the divide could be any greater. How do we get out of here? And do you see something's got to happen? We always follow ebbs and flows and trends do you think the catalyst has happened that people are going to start either aligning themselves or just letting everyone do their own thing? Because I don't think nah, people will align, but you're going to see like our commercials, we've got a lot of great stuff planned and we're it's, it's, it's
2: getting it's classic American beer, fast cars, beautiful women and having fun. And that used to be what the beer brands were about yeah, and, the and now they're not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that that's going to, uh, I think that resonates with a lot of people. Yeah. And we're I guess the only company not afraid to do something that just seems completely non controversial, but evidently is.
1: Evidently it is. And you know what? I bet you if you go to those bars, there are plenty of women drinking that beer too. And oh, I, this I, is for sure I, my I that that I believe. We have is, a lot
2: of women supporters.
1: Yeah. No, well, look, this has been awesome. Congrats on what you've done. I think honestly, you gotta take a stand at some point. And again, I don't think a lot of people have the balls to take a stand with a product and go into an industry like this, turn it upside down and see what the hell happens. So congrats. And you've been listening to the Marketing Madmen on extra one oh six three.